0: Let's descend the podcast into a bit of chaos. More chaos. More chaos.
1: That electric moment when a ball hits the back of the net. Unbelievable game. The two great teams going at it. What the Compared to the other series item, he just looks like the new Cafu or something. We are making a documentary about how <laughs> shit our club is. <laughs> <laughs> VR is bullshit.
0: Who is the biggest cheater in football tonight?
1: Harry Kane, without a fucking doubt. Without a fucking doubt.
0: <laughs> Hello, welcome back to Thursday Night Babble, second episode in. Jonathan, look at us.
1: We're motoring. <laughs> look at us. That's it's 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 a, it's a mad week of football. Champions League draws. Arsenal winning games, scoring goals. Um, other things, which we're not going to talk about. <laughs> nope. Uh, Ronaldo <laughs> potentially joining Man
0: City. and Mbappe potentially joining Real Madrid. I see there tonight before we come on, they have upped their bid, Real Madrid, to €170 million. Euros. Um, Where
1: the pull off from? Part of the I, piggyback? I, or?
0: I, I, I don't know. I don't even know if we'll have time to get into all of that in the podcast tonight. Um, but we must start. Uh, <laughs> We must start, Jonathan. It is, of course, uh, our main man, the big man. It's Brent's birthday today. Yeah, um it is. Yeah, we, we must start with, you know, a, a wonderful brother-in-law, uh, a wonderful cousin. Oh,
1: you're going too far. Though. But a blue shape bastard. We have to get that off our chests, and he's not here to talk about it. Yeah, I kind of hope, like I said to him today, I wish him a happy birthday, and I hope Stanford Bridge blows up in the million zillion pieces. With, with obviously no one in it. <laughs> oh, well, well. Jonathan. No, no, um, we wouldn't want anybody harmed. We wouldn't want anybody harmed, not at all. We don't condone balance I,
0: I also wish them happy birthday, but hopefully Liverpool thump Chelsea at the weekend four or five nil. That's what I'd be hoping for, as my gift from Finn and myself to Finn's uncle Brenton would be that Chelsea get absolutely blasted out of Anfield. That would be my gift. Is this is this the big one? Chelsea Liverpool.
1: No, I mean his birthday is. Is he the big? <laughs> no, 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 one? no, it's not. That no, not year? yet. Not yet. He's still oh, only nonsense. a Ickle baby. Aye, well, when we say that, at least bigger than every single Aye, well. one of us on the earth.
0: He's He's like the actual. His definition of height. He's actually the height of nonsense. That's how tall he is. <laughs> um, just a tall, big, gangly doofus. And he's the definition of a nonsense. <laughs> We'll not go too hard on him because I'd rather he was here because then I could feel his anger. Um, mm. But it's like a bit before we drink, on, but... <laughs> there was he's out for dinner tonight too, fair play to um There was a Champions League draw of the day, but Johnny, there's also, before we get into that and chat about that and, and going forward on tonight's show, there was a Player of the Year awards given out. And yes. The main player of the year for UEFA was Jorginho.
1: Like Steve predicted months ago. Mm. Mm. I mean What did like, you make of that? Well, if you're going off what he's achieved this year, then I suppose there can be no real debates. Yeah. But like I don't remember was it two years ago maybe, um, there was chat with Jorginho's Chelsea career was over and there was chat of him coming to Arsenal and I was like, Oh god, please no. And I think credit is due that the fact he's probably turned his career around and he's won a Champions League, Super Cup, you know, Euros this year. So um I would say whoever won the Euros, whether it be him or Kante this year, would have decided that. So I mean, I'm not gonna argue that he he probably deserves it. He's been very consistent over the last year. So yeah, he, he obviously wouldn't be, you know at the start of last season he would not have been on the top of anybody's list to be UEFA player of the year. But I suppose just what, have he's, what he's done over the last year has been proven, right? And it's kind of nice in a way that it's not, you know, your Messi's or Ronaldo's or whatever. Um, It's starting to spread around a wee bit more. But I don't know. What, what do you think? Do you think he deserved it? Well,
0: I mean, I'm not bitter.
1: But Virgil van... I think
0: Jorginho should have won it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Virgil van Dijk should also should have won it. Uh. And his unreal year there when Liverpool won the Champions League and they gave it to Messi, which shouldn't have happened. That should have Mm -hmm. went. So I was just like, ah, here we go, brilliant. But no, I think Jorginho should have won it. He he was excellent for uh, Chelsea in the Champions League run and he was unreal in the Euros. And that's that's what the UEFA Player of the Year is about. It covers that, uh, Mm -hmm. especially this season. I'm not sure whether he will get the Ballon d'Or. I think Messi winning the Copa America uh, may possibly... That might be that. Yeah. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. But I think that's probably where that'll come into. But you know, it as you said, it is um it is nice for someone else to be awarded the awards. Like it is nice to see that maybe the top two um players of the last fifteen, twenty years that have dominated it and two of the greatest ever, not to just be given it because it felt like sometimes it, they were giving it just for the crack, not just for the crack, but do you know what I mean?
1: It's a popularity vote, really, is what it was. Now that's not. Van well, actually away. did
0: win it. Sorry, Van Dyke did win it. Sorry, sorry, apologies. Uh, it was the Ballon d'Or when
1: Van, Van Dyke did win it. Um, mm. Apologies, go ahead. No, no, like you said, like I was. It was a bit. It is a bit like a popularity contest, but it takes nothing away from what either Ronaldo or Messi have achieved. You know they have been fantastic. Like Messi had a great season last year, even though I don't even think Barcelona won the single trophy last year, which is strange for them um but yeah it's just unt- we have to kind of take our biased hats off here and when we're chatting about this because obviously you know I don't particularly rate Jorginho but he has upped his game obviously over the last like of month so yeah fully deserved um it'll make make this Champions League year a bit more interesting nice so people will be Probably keeping a close eye on him, seeing how he gets on. Hopefully Chelsea get hoofed out in the group stages, but sure we'll talk about more <laughs> about the Champions League in a minute. Let's move on. Let, no, let's
0: just move, move on to it now. And I know um your very bold cousin hit you a little dig in the group chat when I said we'll talk about this tomorrow night, Jonathan, the Champions League group, which, you know, was was kinda uncalled for, I thought. Like that's just my opinion. Um, obviously Arsenal aren't involved, but that doesn't mean you can't enjoy it. So before we get into some of the groups and who maybe the teams in England got or some of the other interesting groups, are you pick? Are you following anyone in this year's Champions League to win it? Do you, because when Liverpool when weren't in it, I I, I like Atletico Madrid because I'm meeting their fans at a few Liverpool games before. I also like Porto and it just turns out we've got both in our group. Um. Mm-hmm. Do you pick a team across Europe? But do you think you know what I'll follow? him. would it be Dortmund? Barely chance. Well,
1: firstly, Branton's a slippery character. Like the oil money that funds his club. So, but uh, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're not we're not here to ruin your birthday, Branton. So, uh, yes, we are. But let me see. Like I have the groups up in front of me now. Um, uh-huh. In the past, it has been Barcelona. But I mean, fuck them. Um. Catalonia Clown College. Yeah, so Atletico, like yourself, I kind of just moved on to Atletico to the Spanish team that I sort of like. So I'll be keeping an eye on them, definitely. Um, there's certain games I'm really kind of excited to see. Man City and PSG, the oil game, like Messi against potentially Ronaldo. Uh, <laughs> I think it's, it's just going to be interesting because of the players that are going to be on show. Um, Liverpool, Atletico. I mean, you have... Your group is ridiculous. It's beautiful. It is. It's, uh, just it's like stunning. proper old school Champions League group. Yeah. I'm uh, delighted.
0: And I saw I saw some things as well. Some Liverpool fans weren't. And maybe some of our listeners uh, sort of worried and thinking that's a stinking group. But I love that group. I mean, a friend of mine, Connor, uh, we were chatting before we came on the show. About, about you would love to get that AC Milan away. That would just be at the San Siro Getting to that will just be oh unbelievable, especially this is going to be changing San Siro soon, and obviously yeah. the history of Liverpool against AC Milan, but that group is just stunning, and it's actually do you know what it reminds me of, it's like old school uh, FIFA or an old remember the Champions League game, I mm-hmm. know Liverpool weren't in it when it was out, I don't think, or they were in it maybe the later stages, but uh, later editions of it, but they, it's like an old that is a proper proper old school European. Mm. Champions League, sorry, group. Um, like you, you could look at that and say that's like four semi finalists from years ago. Do you know what I mean? It's just well, very, yeah. very. It's like it's pleasing on the eye to look at that group. And look, I'm on no one illusion. That is that is a tough, tough group for Liverpool too. But I still think they'll fancy their chances to the top the group.
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, I think between yourselves and Atletico, you'll both fancy it. Um, I don't think any of the English teams have got a particularly easy group. Um, nope. Chelsea have a wee bit of travelling to do themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, Man City definitely have not got an easy group this year. For once, like finally. Um, I mean, Leeds group as well. Like, I imagine any one of them four teams will fancy to get group G. Like, that, that'll be quite an interesting group to see how how all them teams get on. Um, but then you look at the Champions League groups now. There's very few teams you look at the Champions League that are, you know, couldn't get a result against the other. You know when you're when you're yeah, looking at these yeah. groups now in front of you, I'm like, ooh, like a couple of years ago, you know, you went into maybe there was one game in your group. We were like, oh yeah, we're definitely getting six points from these ones. But like, look at United's group. Like that's a tough group as well. Like Atalanta are a good team. Villarreal beat them in the Europa League final there recently. So you know United will have to be on their game to, to qualify top of that group. Chelsea as well. Like let's be honest. Juventus are probably going to be weakened with Ronaldo going, but they still have quality there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zanac will be a hard game to go to away in Russia, and that, I'm sure it'll be probably snowing all year round, as it does look. Uh, I, mean, I actually think the Champions League final is up their ground this year, isn't it? is not right? Uh,
0: is it there this year in Istanbul? year? No, I think it's in Istanbul. Uh, i not sure, but one of the years, the next couple of years it is in uh, St. Petersburg, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like Ajax, I hope Ajax do well. I like them just because of the red and white kits, and their this third way or third kit this year is just absolute madness with the Bob Marley stuff on it. So yeah, it'd be, it'd be cool to see them go for. I always like Ajax, so that'd be one of the grounds. I know we were chatting about that where we'd like to go in the future. Like Ajax would definitely be one of the yeah one of the teams I'd like to go see play. But um, the
0: the final is actually in the Gazprom Arena. We'll all be drinking pints of Gazprom. Uh, <laughs> on the I think it's the twenty eighth of May for that final. Uh, but even another group that looks really pleasing is Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Benfica, and Dynamo Kiev. Like mm. that is just nostalgia sprinkled all over it. Uh, you're right, though, Johnny. Like this, the Champions League. I think this year the Champions League looks superb and i know there's been people in the past now it might pan out differently but there's been people in the past uh recently sorry i've said how the champions league doesn't get going until the group stages it doesn't mean anything because the, the you know the usual cl- uh, clubs come through but there's a couple of groups there like that some of the bigger clubs maybe the people would fancy more could come unstuck here like Man, as you said man city psg and leipzig and, and then Bruges in that uh, group as well that's tight the um, first group is say, it's tight, Inter Milan, Real Madrid, Shakhtar Donetsk and Sheriff Terespo, the Moldovan club making their debut that's another tight group, nobody ever wants Shakhtar Donetsk nobody wants to go there um, yeah. as you said United, you talked about it, Chelsea, Juventus and Zenit that's going to be close too, especially you'll be wanting that away like Chelsea fans, we wanting it up first probably and get it now in the good weather, get it over and done with mm-hmm. so there isn't really a group there where you think uh, it's gonna be really, really comfortable for two two of these teams. It's not. So yeah, I think I, I'm looking for, it starts in, I think it's it's just after its national break. So it's, it's starting very, very soon. But I think it's a cracking draw, I think it's a crack, cracking group stage.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely. So um I mean I think it's really nice to see both Milan clubs back in the Champions yeah. League. I know SC Milan have been out of it for yeah. yeah. So I it's totally good to agree. see them back.
0: Yeah. They're massive. Yeah. I think they we had massive.
1: this debate before on
0: the Babel, I don't know if you were a part of the Babel yet or not, maybe you were, that Inter Milan, somebody had said Inter Milan, not one of us, had said they weren't a big club. I remember my head was blown, pardon, I smashed the microphone there. across, my head was blown to pieces by that statement. Remember that was on Twitter, somebody had said about it, a journalist had said about it, they're not one of the big clubs anymore. Now they're obviously Italian champions. Inter Milan and Inter Milan are massive clubs. Yeah, humongous like you see their name and you think oh yes like if i saw them on the tv i'd want to watch it because that's who's on the tv yeah
1: i remember remember we had that talk it was pre-covid we were in brenton's room recording it i Mm -hmm. remember it well and i said that manchester city are not a big club they're a big team yeah i do remember that talk um and i think that's absolutely nuts to say that inter Milan are not a big club they absolutely are along with SC Milan like like a lot of them Italian teams are all huge like even Roma who aren't in the Champions League this year you know massive club um so much history behind them it, their their stadiums are just proper old school stadiums and it's a real shame that the San Siro is going um I don't even know when that's happening but it'll be terrible for football when that stadium goes um like Arsenal themselves have had some very good nights at the San Siro Liverpool have as well. Uh, If I remember a certain Fernando Torres, I think it was against against Inter Inter Milan. Inter Milan was it? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it'll be real sad to see that stadium go. But people just fire out opinions now to try and get a reaction, you know, yourself, especially a certain fan channel of my own club. But we're not talking about them tonight. Well, 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 well.
0: Arsenal. Just to move on from the Champions League now, and we might go back to it, because we might have to talk about a few players that are going to be heavily involved in Champions League this year, although they could be playing for different clubs by the time the group stages start. Johnny's got to win. he got to win. 6-0 against West Brom. He's your back. Um, I know people will maybe mock that, but it's, it was just obviously lovely for you to see, uh, not 6-0's yeah, class, but Aubameyang, Saka, Epe score play well, look comfortable, and know it's West Brom, it doesn't matter, you still have to beat the teams out in front of you. It, is, it a, is, it, is it a big boost?
1: Hey, well, West Brom, to be fair, put out a lot of youngsters last night, but am I not absolutely delighted we hoofed the whole lot of them? I am absolutely delighted. <laughs> um, I enjoyed every minute of that match last night. I was singing along with the fans in the stadium. It was great. It was just brilliant to see the lads destroy someone. <laughs> And I don't know whether that's just they felt that we were confident they're playing on a lower league team who put out basically their second string team. But you've seen some of the football Arsenal played last night, and it just made me wonder, why do they not even just try that style of football in the Premier League? Like, even if it doesn't come off, like, why not just try? Why not try to be attacking? Like, Ramsdale made a bit of a difference last night. He was quick at playing the ball out, playing it to Odegaard, and Odegaard was connecting the midfield to to the attack, which was lovely to see. And that's kind of what we've been missing um but like i knew last night people would probably take the piss out of us because oh we beat west broms reserve team six give and go fuck, you know like you say you only know, beat who's in front of you and um uh, if, if that's the start of a bamyang scoring goals again then brilliant because as much as he's pissed me off he needs we need him to score goals to do anything this year and with him, Pepe, Lacazette and Saka all scoring last night, that's only that's only a positive. And that's the first time I think that Lacazette and Abbaming have scored in the same game since September twenty twenty, I think someone said last night on Twitter. So yeah, positives. Well I don't I still don't expect this bit Man City to begin, let's be completely clear about that. But going forward after that we play Norch at home. So I think that'll be the, the start of our, our league season anyway. So yeah, it's all good. I'm just kind of happy that I can come onto this podcast and actually talk about us scoring and winning a game for once.
0: What What I wanted to ask you tonight, and I haven't told you this, so this is why I want to get your reaction. Because I always feel like sometimes when you're asking someone a question you haven't prepped them, they'll give you a more clear answer.
1: Okay. not saying
0: you would lie to me, because I know you wouldn't, because um, we're family now and I kill you. Um, okay. There was a great reaction last night from the away fans. Uh-huh. There was also a chance towards a certain TV, fan TV channel, it's a load of guff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to ask you something. How much of a detriment are they to Arsenal? And how pleasing was it to hear that last night? And this isn't a personal attack on anyone, individuals. Just, I I have given this enough times in this podcast that fan channel is detrimental towards Arsenal, I feel. Mm. And unfortunately, I think people have been brainwashed by it and those reactions. In thinking this is how Arsenal fans behave and react mm. when it isn't.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um that's not the first time now that the AOS section um have sang that song. Um but yeah, they they definitely are um they are definitely the problem. Well one of the problems and I feel that proper like Arsenal fans that go to games you know, week in, week out. And I think it's I think that's kind of a bit wrong for me to say proper Arsenal fans because I know there are Arsenal, proper Arsenal fans all across the world and watch every game. But you know, fans that go to the games don't have very very little of them have anything to do with, you know, Arsenal fan TV. You don't want to be interviewed by them. It's it's a small minority that decide to go and get interviewed and whatever. Um but yeah it was very pleasing to kind of see <laughs> them just sing that song and the away fans were great last night uh they have a new song for saka and smith Rowe, which is great and i've been singing it all day it's been stuck in my head um and like arsenal's away support is fantastic like arsenal support in general is is fantastic you have obviously people online that hide behind profile pictures and fake names abusing people and you know there, there are fans in Different parts of the world that see Arsenal fan TV and think, well, this is how this is okay for us to react that way, so on and so forth. Um, and I seen another video today of troops in America and he's sitting slagging off Reese James. I don't know if you've seen this or if Brenton's seen it, but I, I, off I
0: literally can't look at him. I can't, yeah,
1: he, he does my head, and it's only because somebody had quoted, like, you know, where you can quote a tweet and i said something about it, and I was like, what's he done now? So I kind of watched a bit of his video when he said about how when Hazard or Courtois used to come out of games, they used to be like, well, troops, you know, he knows them. And Reese James apparently blanked him and had nothing to do with him. And I'm like, well, why should he? Like, who do, you, who do you think you are? Do you think you're some sort of celebrity? And these guys are professional footballers. Like, you know, they don't have any, there's no obligation for them to go over and talk to you, you know what I mean? But, yeah. They're they're poison. They're poison chalice, and of course they're going to reap the rewards of Arsenal failing, and that's what we have been doing, unfortunately, for the last couple of years. And they definitely, you know, make people's opinions. Well, their their opinions of the club or club are what some people online believe is factual, and this is how we should behave as Arsenal fans. And it's not, you know, we we have tradition, class, you know, victory through harmony, the model of the club, like you know we don't get on like that proper Arsenal fans should have respect and you know not abuse like going to going on to Aaron Ramsdale's Instagram page when he'd signed and telling him to fuck off and that we don't want him at the club and all and I get every club has that sort of nonsense but it's just not it's not classy and some people need to realize that the club you're supporting that's what they're built on is class so Show a bit of it yourself, and forget about Arsenal fan TV. They're just idiots looking to make a quick buck, you know. Yeah, it's.
0: So I just thought it was interesting to get. You're obviously a massive, humongous. You're you're our Arsenal fan, and we've talking about it all the time. But I don't think we've actually. No one's ever got you to, to tell us what it's like. I'm quite lucky because, well, I would say I'm lucky because, as Liverpool fan, I'm not. I know of one, I can't remember his name, who's, who I think is trying to maybe possibly make an income off being a bit of an idiot, right. uh, which is fine. He never, I don't think he ever oversteps it. Um, Why? Is, I'm not, I'm not again, I'm not 100% totally um, sure, but the rest of the fan channels or um uh, podcasters are brilliant. Like, uh, Taw. Oh, the anfield rap i don't subscribe anymore because i can't i just had another time to listen to everything but i would read a lot of their stuff i think they're the best in the business to do as a fan as a as a, as a soul club mm-hmm. channel um i'm sure there's some brilliant man united ones the fellow that's an Forest fan fan, potentially pretends United fan that's a different kettle of fish but again <laughs> he's not really out there to harm anyone he's built himself into like an alan partridge type character and that's Absolutely. grand
1: uh, I think he's actually I, admitted that, that that is. Yeah, just I think he has a before, character, but, but
0: he, he, he's fine. There's another one um, pretends he's a fan of a club, but he's doing it as an act, and he, and he's great as well. I'm sure there's Chelsea ones that are brilliant. I mean, there's Chelsea ones on the Athletic and different things that are very good that we've heard, and we've obviously had Liam Toomey on here. He's excellent. Uh-huh. But just the Arsenal one as a fan that isn't a fan of Arsenal, it's just by, Like It is just yeah. utter, total just negative bile, anger aggression uh it's just i i kind of hope it just it it fixes itself and i don't know if it can and goes back to being it because when you have that audience you should be doing good with it you shouldn't be drumming up And but you saw those fans going up to our tennis car when he was leaving mm-hmm. uh, on Sunday, we saw. I'm not saying that that's from it, but it, it sounded just you would have thought that was someone from AFTV. It, it just uh, it stinks. So it's just to get your opinion on it, I hope it does change. I hope it changes itself and fixes itself and goes forward. But um, we've other people that are Arsenal fans that are amazing. Obviously, Andrew Mangan, Ars Blog, who I think we can tell people now, Johnny, is going to be coming on the podcast potentially next mm-hmm. week, uh, which we're both excited about. Uh, I can't wait to yeah, chat to him. I know absolutely. you can. Um and people like that I think it's more important people like to pay more attention to those people like I used to listen I listen to second camp podcast every day and it used when Arsenal were beat when it first started when Arsenal were beat it was like here we go they were beating themselves here we go here's the Arsenal fan TV reaction and for mm-hmm. a while now it was it was humorous you were like this is nuts what is going on here and then you started to realise oh no hang on hang on this has turned a wee bit this is yeah. actually hatred now. The I
1: idea, think it was the stuff the idea towards is the
0: good wenger. Yeah, the idea is good. Um well I think it was the stuff towards wenger that completely ruined it for me. Like like put me way off. Do you know what I mean? Just I was just like I think the, there were people you were people by Munich one night in Munich. This and it was a great Bayern Munich site as well. And he and your man was asking out and he was just going nuts at this camera and I was just thinking, This isn't right, like yeah Do you know what I mean? and why could you be that angry as well i was like what that's surely an act but like we're, uh, we're all
1: angry when our team loses we we all no, are yeah like, i am like and yes i can get frustrated when we are recording these podcasts and things like that there but <laughs> you know the the Arsenal of stuff especially like it, it went way too far and because of social media like it was blowing up that a lot of the fan base wanted Wenger out when i would say Maybe about twenty-five percent. You know, it wasn't as big as what people maybe thought. Like and you have seen the photos of Vanger with the Liverpool team the other day and how healthy he looks, and he looks so well and everyone's so pleased. And you know, when you seen him at Arsenal those last couple of years, he just the man looked like he was fading away. And obviously that's the pressure of the job as well. But these idiots like who are singing Vanger out, we want Vanger out. Like I remember we were playing Leicester away. I can't remember was Banger's last season or the season before, but a, a certain section of the O.S. Port started saying, "And we want Banger out," and there was fighting going on in the stands between Arsenal and fans. Like you know, it was just ridiculous. Like, but yeah, the like I said, the concept of a fan channel is good, and I thought that what they were doing at the beginning was good, but it just got completely out of control, and they had guys coming on every single week that he knew was just going to get him the ratings, and it's just wrong. It's completely wrong, and. Yeah, like you say, when Arsenal lose or lost a game, like you know, you would see on Twitter or Facebook, whatever, people putting up like the pictures of popcorn, oh, ready to watch Arsenal fan TV. That sort of shit. But it's just, it's just gotten beyond annoying now. Like they're just fucking parasites in this club, and I don't know. I don't think they'll ever go away, to be honest, Phil, Like, but you know, we can try our best just to ignore them. Like I've blocked them on social media just to kind of get them off my timeline because I was fed up, even though I didn't follow them when people liked their stuff or watched it, you know, it used to pop up and it was so bloody annoying. Like, fuck this. They are just melters. So for my own sanity, I just got rid of it. I just blocked them and that's it gone. And thankfully now I don't see a lot of them. Like that stuff with troops just pops up every now and then because people are saying how much of an idiot they are. Like, I don't even know. And I don't want to spend too much more time on this, but there's a video that popped up after the Chelsea game. And you may have seen this young fella who goes and sits in his car and just screams at the camera. I don't know if you've yeah. seen this weekend. Yeah, I have seen him yet. Yeah. Like that's that all comes down, comes back to Arsenal fan TV have given this young lad probably the feeling that it's okay for me to go sit in my car like an absolute balloon and scream at the <laughs> camera for two or three minutes. Right, like, oh, did I? Well, I don't even watch him. Like you know, he, just his face, his face is just ridiculous. He's I'm very just, aggressive. Like, How can you be that angry? what where is this aggression coming from like holy jesus get that by a friggin smoking a pancake and let him chill the fuck <laughs> you know <what> I me mean? <laughs>
0: get him a burger king and a milkshake and get him to chill the fuck out because it's wild
1: awesome.
0: um what hasn't chilled out johnny nice little segue with me there i think of my feet lovely is the transfer window because it's sort of losing the run of itself. Well, the rumours are anyway, they're losing the run of themselves. Um, of course, PSG are heavily involved. I want to ask you a question as well, John, and i answer it too. Who's, who's more stupid here? Real Madrid for offering, which we've seen tonight, an improved offer, for offering €170 million Euros for someone whose contract runs out in, um, in June next year and they can agree a free transfer with them in January, or PSG for not accepting €170 million? Euros. Like,
1: <laughs> who's the bigger idiot? Um, I think they're both idiots, to be honest. But <laughs> I mean, PSG are just trying to be stubborn now because they know Mbappe wants to go, but they don't want him to go. Mm-hmm. But he's gonna go anyway, and he's still really young. And like, I don't know whether this, you know, getting messy and all, in was part of the plan to try and convince Mbappe to stay. Clearly, it hasn't worked. And obviously, you don't want to lose probably one of the brightest stars of the game. But, you know, PSG are only good for so long. Like, I mean, yes, they pay all these wages and stuff. But, I mean, if you are if you have the mentality of, say, Ronaldo, like Ronaldo always wanted to go challenge himself in different leagues. And I kind of feel maybe Mbappe has kind of thought, right, I've done my time with PSG. I want to go try something new. I want to challenge myself in a different league. And... Like we said in the, in the group the other day like he wants to go be the main man and now that Messi's there and all these other players you know Mbappe is just another star in the team he's not the figurehead of, of PSG anymore so Madrid obviously are going to be rebuilding it'll probably be around Mbappe and that's probably what he's been told you know his agents probably had the chat with Madrid and they are going to build the team around Mbappe and Mbappe is going to be the star in the face of Real Madrid for the next 10 years and he could be easily I think I think it's been quite obvious. I think he said it in the past anyway that he did always want to go to Real Madrid. Mm -hmm. So I mean, well, the guy has is it a year left on his contract, whatever. That's that's not bad money, you know. We've given Chelsea a lot of credit. They got a really good fee for Hazard when he was one year left on his contract. I mean that that's just and another thing. As much as that is such a good offer, like Real Madrid must have been looking down the back of the sofa for a couple of quid, like because. You know, where'd that come from? You know what I mean? Well, well,
0: they were broke in April.
1: Yeah, and now they've got 170-odd euro, whatever the fuck it is to freaking spend on Mbappe. It's crazy. It's...
0: I know people will be like... um, If it does go through, there'll be people... There'll be plenty of comment on it, put it that way. But, I mean, anyone that's fooled by it, really, and that didn't see this coming... Like, anyone that thought Real Madrid were just going to just potter along and not produce a bumper deal for someone, this is Real Madrid we're talking about. What Real Madrid are trying to do here is not only take Mbappe from PSG, who doesn't want it to be there anymore, but also remind everyone in world football, no, hang on, we're we, we are still the dons here. PSG might have all this money and PSG might have Messi now and City might be coming through with all this money and, Chelsea might be reigning European champions and teams in Premier League might be coming back, Manchester United might back into, come back into, blah, blah, blah. AC Milan, Milan coming alive, blah, blah. But we're still Real Madrid. That's what that is as well. I don't think Real Madrid will maybe get this done uh, this window. But they've, they've said to PSG, oh, you, is it 170 million? There's 170 million. Do you know what I mean? And I'd say PSG... I'd say they don't know what to do, to be honest. Because their owner, the their, uh, uh, al or whatever, uh, I can't remember his second name. He, he's come out with some really weird comments about how we won't be selling them. He'll be staying here regardless. You know Mbappe? We, being he's a wee bit sinister, uh, the way he's come out. And obviously Mbappe's been like, no, nah, I'm going to Real Madrid. Because PSG, you can do whatever you want, throw whatever amount of money you want at it. But um, Real Madrid bigger than you and always will be, and I'm going to Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm wondering how it's going to... Yeah, Al-Khalifi. I'm wondering how it's going to sit with them if this happens. I I want it to happen. I think it's better for European football as a whole if this happens, if Mbappe goes there, and Ronaldo, which we'll talk about in two seconds, moves as well, or, or you know, he's, not, he's somewhere different. You know, And the best players in the world are all spread out. It's a much better... Uh, thing then for for European football that it's more balanced, and I really hope this PSG or this Mbappé move comes goes through as well because I'd love even though it's Real Madrid and this is like weird saying it, I'd love them to land a bloody nose on PSG. I would like that. I'd like to see that happen. Um, mm. one but of the, the other... money the money yeah, wants,
1: the thing is the money to PSG like, one hundred and seventy million is so much money, but to PSG. Let's be honest, it's fuck all to them. I know. Because of the backing they have. So it's mm-hmm. more, like you say, it's more of a pride thing for both clubs.
0: Yep. And it's weird too. How can you be £700 million in debt and still almost afford a €170 million Euro transfer? Like, football is wild.
1: Well, I think there's there's no... It's obvious there's no debate. There is corruption in football. Like, um. We, we were just recently talking there about ours about blog and they had done he done an ours cast last week and it went into detail about chinese betting companies which obviously it's illegal to bet in china but all these batting companies and how they use agents through the uk you know to do all these bets and they're sponsors of all these different clubs and i think recently now one of them has just recently started sponsoring Real madrid uh one of them sponsors arsenal which is quite concerning and um, But that's that's a very good podcast for anybody out there. Um, It was out last week. And if you want to know a bit more about kind of the dark side of football and the corruption and batting, it's very, very good. i highly recommend it. And it might give you more of an insight to kind of (laughs) how Madrid and all these clubs are affording these types of players. But it was just absolutely crazy. And, you know, Real Madrid are always going to pull money out of somewhere. You know, like you said, they are Real Madrid. Barcelona well I don't know kind of (laughs) what they're going to do but it's it's kind of PSG think that they are now the superpower in European football especially now that isn't their chairman's like the head of the flipping whatever group you call it the I can't remember but basically they think they're top dogs shit avengers Um, yeah pretty much (laughs) pretty much um but the thing is they they thought that this was an opportunity for them to take you know control Because Madrid and Barcelona are at their weakest, and now Madrid just came out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there you go, lads. No, it's actually 180. Oh, well, there you go. There's an extra 10. There's an extra, yeah, there's an extra
0: 10 incentive, an extra 10 million. Um, add on, and I'm getting told off there by the way, listeners, because I cursed on the podcast, and my lovely wife is in the room, so there you are. Not allowed to curse on my own podcast (laughs) for fuck's sake. Um, Some transfer, one transfer that isn't happening, but has potentially led to another one happening, is Harry Keane, and he scored tonight, by the way. Um, is staying put at White Hart Lane. He's staying put for now, anyway. Um, which, what are you scoring? Uh, the Europa Conference League. <laughs> um, <laughs> however, unfortunately for the rest of us, that has potentially f- freed up. Man City to get Cristiano Ronaldo which for non Manchester United fans is hilarious <laughs> um, yeah. because we're told enough times Viva Ronaldo and blah 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 which is fine, he's a great footballer but uh, then you re- then you remember actually, he's actually quite good at their football and if they were to put him as say their number 9, which I'd imagine they're going to do and then they build Grealish, De Bruyne, Potentially, Jesus for Torres, Bernardo Silva behind him. We could be in a bit of bother.
1: Well, it's obviously rattled Ole Gunnar Solskjaer already. <laughs> <laughs> um, he doesn't like it when people sign for Man City. <laughs> what What could you possibly be referring to? <laughs> it's just, it just a speed press conference where um, he basically said if you play for Man United, you should never sign for Man City. But, you know. Whatever, whatever. Only Dennis Fair. Law did it. Yeah, like Carlos Tevez did it. Um, I mean, probably plenty others. Yeah. So,
0: what do you make uh, of it too? Like, I, I don't, I don't necessarily get that. Like, I, I, like Rafa Benitez is now manager of Everton. All the I best to him. You know, for th- play to him. I
1: think like, it's a different, different world now to what it used to be. Like, obviously, twenty, thirty years ago, like you wouldn't have got the likes of Tony Adams signing for Spurs or you know, Chelsea or whatever. And football's a different game now. There's no there's no loyalty. It's I can't remember if it was Steve or Paddy said it's just a job to them fellas now, which is what it is. You know Yeah, go, Yes, you're gonna go where people are gonna pay you the most money. It's it's like me and you. If we get offered a job elsewhere for double the money, well yeah, see you later. You know we're going, obviously. Um and I think with, with everything that's happened with my own club with players leaving and going to rival clubs and whatever, I've kind of just accepted it and in a way hardened to it. if you get what I mean like you know yeah, I don't kind of get a real attachment to players anymore there are a few the likes of Sack and Smith-Rowe you know our own homegrown players which you would hopefully like to think will stay with us um, but yeah like I obviously put it out on Twitter earlier about what would Man- what do Man night Man- 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 fans think if Ronaldo goes to Man City because they adore him and you know like he's just the greatest for them. You know, they'll probably say he's the greatest over Messi because he played for Man United. Mm-hmm. Um and I see our super fan Rezo actually got back to us on that one. So um basically he said people smarter than me have correctly pointed out that Ronaldo never loved United, just Sir Alex Ferguson and used United as a gateway to Madrid. So you know he stooped to the banter about it with the city fans. I mean you only have one today with Rezo, so I wouldn't worry about it. Um do you think that's true though? Do you think Ronaldo never loved United's HSU's United to get to Real Madrid?
0: Yeah, I I would go along with that that um, his destination was always going to be Real Madrid. Uh, I think he said that early enough anyway. And I think he still did love his time at Man United but, uh, but he, he wanted to go to Real Madrid. That's where it was, he was going. As soon as he had that unreal season he was like, right, good luck. I'm out once rebate, sorry, with the repeat of Barcelona in the two thousand nine Champions League final. And he was like, "I'm I'm off to Madrid." Two days later, good luck. I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I don't think this is such a big deal. It'd be great for us to have a bit of crack fight or five minutes, but I don't think it's that big a deal. You're talk, if it had been, I think Wayne Rooney going would have been much bigger. Uh well, I think time, would yeah. have hurt more, Yeah. And I think going directly to the club from the rival makes a difference. But Ronaldo's been away for so long, he's been at Real Madrid, he's been at Juventus, he's been back to Old Trafford and scored. So he scored against them a you know what I mean. I I I think it's meh. But what I do think for the rest of the league is We're, we're like worrying because they, they didn't get Harry Kane, which is grand, Harry Kane's a world class striker, it's fine. So they're getting Ronaldo. I mean,
1: yeah. there's hopefully only really from... Hopefully it doesn't go through tomorrow because then he <laughs> can't play against us, so that's okay. I, I, I hope it goes through tonight. <laughs> if it does, like I'm like, oh, well, fuck that. I'm doing something else on Sunday. <laughs> 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 or sorry, it's Saturday, Saturday afternoon. But yeah. Like, um, awful, I mean, because because Arsenal aren't going to be involved in the title chase this year, Like it's obvious we're not going to be. In a way, I'm not really too worried about it because... I think if we are going to get back into it at some stage, Ronaldo will probably have left or retired. So I'm kind of, in a way, I think it'll be quite good to see him back in the Premier League. You know, we get to watch him every week again. But like you said, yeah, like, fuck me. That guy just knows how to score goals. It's ridiculous. He can score all types of goals. Like, and I think it's quite interesting how Ronaldo's kind of adapted his game over the years. You know, he started out when he's playing on the left, cutting in, but now he just, he's like a, poacher, you know, he just stays in the box and he just scores bloody goals, like headers Mm -hmm. overhead kicks, everything, so I think it'll be exciting to see him back in the Premier League Um, I really think that him or Harry Kane, whatever like that kind of was the missing puzzle for City this year, they needed a striker in, someone who's going to score the goals, Mm -hmm. and they didn't get Kane, I was like oh well, you know, I don't think they'll win the league now, because I said at the start of the preview pod that if City get Harry Kane, they'll win the league now they're getting fucking Cristiano Ronaldo, like it's not fucking fair. <laughs> you No. Know? It's just it'll, it'll be good to see him back in the Premier League. Like it'll be good to have the banter of Money United fans and I'm sure the United fans will probably boom or whatever when he comes back to Old Trafford in the blue of City. But um like I've heard about his weights and stuff. It's just crazy too. Like so I mean it'll 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 be good crack. It'll be good crack, Phil. Don't yeah. worry.
0: Bretton will find it weird because ronaldo's his boy he'll not have him in the champions league but he'll have to put up with him in the league so it'll be interesting to get the big man's opinion on monday night if this transfer does go through over the weekend and um, to get his opinion on it but yeah though the thursday night battle the, a second episode actually a third but the first one wasn't added right but whatever second episode in and um, Folks, thanks so much for listening. We had really good feedback last week and it was nice. Um, seems to be transferred over as well. Usual listeners for the Monday night show are coming with us for the Thursday night show, so more of it. And as I said, we're, we're trying to get a few guests on and we hopefully will have Andrew Mangan on uh, next week, if not the week after. But that has been agreed and all and he's a lovely man. I i am a Liverpool fan. He's obviously arse blog. I cannot wait to talk to him. I know Johnny is stupidly, stupidly excited. So. It'll probably just be me in the background listening to these two talk about great Arsenal sites, which would be an amazing podcast anyway. Um, But folks, always get our podcast on your social, on your podcast apps at the Football Babble. Get us on Instagram and Twitter, the same thing, Football Babble. And Jonathan, do the Patreon link for the folks at home.
1: Patreon.com forward slash Football Babble hashtag bring back the Sports Babble. Oh, sorry, Ren. sorry, Ren. <laughs> sorry.
0: There's no hashtag name in that. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> folks, chat is on Monday evening. Enjoy your weekend of football and speak to you soon. Good luck.